Here we, we go. go again. again. Yeah. That was like a nice little built-in echo. Yeah. That was nice. We should have, Brandon should have done it. Then we I could have been like, here, here, here. I didn't want to mess it up. That's it was right. pretty good. Next week, next week. Yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> Boys, what is up, everybody? And welcome back to another mm-hmm. episode of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, and Brandon. I'm back. And Brandon's back. You say that a lot, man. Just in time. I say I'm back a lot? Yeah. You realize I've only missed like four <laughs> episodes, right? That's four more than me, though. Well, you could always say that. You haven't missed any. Uh, all right. It's tough being perfect. Mm. Well, except for when it comes to winning stuff, but all right. Ooh. I mean, I did win the picks last year, Ooh. so. Boys, boys, today, we're going to get everybody set up for our picks and predictions for what? UFC 273 this Saturday. Headlined by Alexander Volkanovsky versus the Korean Zombie for the 145-pound title. Mm-hmm. Also, the rematch between Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling for the Bantamweight title. More of a unification, I guess. Right. And don't forget, the wolf is back, baby. Kamzat Shimaev returns to face Gilbert Burns. We're going to talk about it here in a minute. We'll also get you with our, our, not our picks, but I guess you could say our picks for our all-time MMA team. And this week, we're doing the good old U.S. of A. U.S.A. And finally, per usual, all the news and happenings in the world of MMA. But first, boys, how are we doing on Saturday? We're recording on a Saturday. It's different, man. It's a little different. Taking advantage of a no uh, non-UFC card this weekend. Yeah. Don't happen often. Does they've not. Been, they've been pounding out these fight nights like they ain't got nothing else going on. So I'm not mad at having a week off. No. It's no, nice. Good. It does yeah. feel good. I like it. it. I wish they did. I was thinking about that this week. Like, man, I wish they would do a little bit more. Like a yeah. little bit more. Just one like week like off one a month. Week off. That would be amazing. Yeah. Give us a little bit of chance to kind of recharge. Do a little bit more research. Well, coming off those two back-to-back fight nights, I think it was a really good time mm-hmm. to kind of have like a week off too because they were like Columbus and the UK one were pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like back-to-back like record setters. So Yeah. Can't beat that. How'd you feel missing last week? Yeah, Brandon's so okay. Back. It was kind of it was kind of uh, interesting though listening to. It's always interesting listening to the episode after, like mm-hmm. not, having not been there, and um, so listening to the episode was it was fun. It was a good one. I, I had some stuff I wanted to let you know because you guys were real questioning how I would have done in the uh, game, oh, yes. walkout game, right? right? You didn't say anything, so I was hoping I was hoping we would get into this. Okay, yeah, I saved it. I figured I'd save it. So because okay. you had some, you guys had some pretty. Big guesses on what I might have gotten and what I not would have not gotten. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> I'm really bad at that. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Gosh. So here's the thing. So I got two. The mm. two that I got were Forrest Griffin, Dropkick Murphy. I knew it. Bed, I knew know? it. I called that. I said you would get the Forrest Griffin. The only other one I got was Aldo's Who's Going to Run This Town. Oh, man. That was nice. I did tell you one. he only listens to like six songs. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah <laughs> man, it, was, it was rough, so man. John would have stomped your mud. Oh, he would have yeah. destroyed me. He would have yeah. been bad. Kind of glad I wasn't here for that. <laughs> I kind of feel like you might have told him, like, hey, dude, I'm doing this thing next week. You might <laughs> want to. just backed out. <laughs> you might want to back out. And oh, like, yeah, Chase. Let's go, baby. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing this. I don't know if I want to. Yeah, yes. Poor, yes. Poor, poor Chase didn't even want to compete. And Brandon's like, no, you're doing it. <laughs> I cannot do this segment. Yeah, how was that? Watching yeah, how how was the tournament? Chase got a nice piece of humble pie. That's that's what mm. that was. It yeah. was it's good for him though. He went out there, man. He he tried. He gave it his all, and he he, he did some stuff. He's been working on, so it was good to see. But competition is different, man. Yeah, it is, it is a different thing. No matter how much you roll, how many comp rolls you do traveling, competition's a different vibe. So it was good for him. Good for him mm-hmm. to get out there and do it early. You know, while he's still 
obviously learning a lot and mm-hmm. it was good for him. It was a good experience. Yeah. I, when I went, I saw him on Friday mm-hmm. and, um, He's like, yeah, I can't wait for you to come back, man. I want Brent to roll with you so you can see how much better I've gotten. I'm like, Chase, you're still going to suck. <laughs> like, uh, you're not going to, like, I'm still going to be able to smash you if I want. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Can't Lo- wait to scissor sweep you. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I love you. I love you, man. I'm glad you're doing your fundamentals classes and, and competing, and that's great, but it's not, it's not going to happen for you, buddy. Yeah. So that was the other thing. So we, we have this whole tournament, right? And he, he does, he does what he does, and um, he, he didn't win any matches, but, Again, he had some good showings in a few of them. Mm-hmm. So then directly after the tournament, he texted me, or I think he <laughs> called me, and he was like, hey, so what do you feel about, like, doing, like, jujitsu in the mornings, like, four days a week? Oh, and God, I was trying to get in the gym. Talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, he was like, we can still lift, but I really want to do morning classes. And I was like, yeah, we could we could do it and see how it goes. But he just really, in it, like, really wants to get better. Yeah. And, you know, I get it. I, I've been there, so. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. Right. At least he went out there. That's what I told him. Like, hey, yeah. you went, you put yourself out there, and you know, there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. So I do want to admit, or I want to say, and we never got a chance to retalk about it from the group text, but the tangent I got to him to go on about the cup. I was really hoping he'd buy a like cup. a huge, like a wearing oh. a cup. <laughs> How <laughs> yeah. in competition to go for it? I was hoping I, he'd wear just one of them big metal joints. Yeah. So he texts our group and said that he was competing. And I think I texted him first and said, dude, make sure you get a Muay Thai cup. (laughs) (laughs) We get in the car. So me and him and Jacob were down there. And Jacob, first thing, Jacob's, so Chase, you get your blood working, right? And Chase is like, uh, what? (laughs) Like, you get your blood working, right? I love it. That's hilarious. It was funny. Well, anything else, boys, before we get in? Anybody watching? What are we watching? We haven't done a watching. Moon Knight, dude. Did you watch the first episode yet? Dude, I, what's... What what what's the last Marvel? Hawkeye. Haven't, oh no, I did watch Hawkeye. Yeah, that ended around Christmas. Yeah, I watched that. What else is there been that's come out? Seems like something else um, came out. Uh, did you watch the um, Falcon and Winter Soldier? No. You watched Loki, right? Are you thinking shows yes. or movies? Anything. Well, Morbius is, just came out, or it's about to come out. It came out this week. Okay. Yeah. Really bad reviews, like really twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes really? type of stuff. Yeah. No kidding. Matter of fact, there's people who are posting the post credit just to say, "Don't watch the movie, just watch this type what? of stuff." What? Yeah, it's not. Why? Good. I, they just didn't just, like it. I guess hmm. I don't it's know. A Jared Leto thing, or you think it's just a Marvel, not it, Marvel studio? Well, it thing. might be. I don't know the full plot, but it seems like they're trying to merge it into what Spider-Man's already done and Venom's already done. Yeah. And maybe people just aren't a fan of how they presented it. I don't Man. know. That's Have weird. you seen Spider-Man yet? No. Ooh. Oh, That's one you need really to definitely showing colors do. Here, Nate. No, man. Ash, I'm not a go-to-the-movies-by-myself guy, and Ash has no interest. I, so, think, I think Spider-Man's on Disney. Yeah, I would say my yeah. thing is with most of them now is just wait till they come out, and yeah. then I'll just watch them on whatever platform. Um, nice. No, I'm watching Vikings Valhalla on Netflix. Mm, that's well, I've, sorry, I've been watching that. I have like so a, good. Yeah, I have that on my list. The last I know I've talked to you about that Last Kingdom, but they have a new season on there. Yeah, I need to watch that. I, I'm I, uh, once I get through Vikings, I'm going to jump into Top Boy. Yeah, next. I'm, I heard they're doing another season after this. Yeah, one, so well, love so. Top Boy. Definitely um, hype. Yeah, so there's that and. Uh, two Grand Prix down. Anybody want to know how the F one season's shaping up? Absolutely not. Any interest there? No. Uh, who's, who's the Who's the top dog right now? Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari's looking good, man. Um, you know, the Red Bull's running good, but the Ferrari. See, here's the thing. I'm a lifelong two-year hardcore fan. Yeah. I so mean, can't, I, can't take that from you. If you can never, else. ever take that, that I'm a lifelong two-year hardcore fan. Um, so seeing Ferrari back, you know, is you, nice. Did you cry a little bit? I mean, that's like no, the Cubs getting back no, in the World Series. No, I'm right? a Red Bull. I like Red Bull. I'm yeah. more of a Red Bull guy. Did you see the uh, the 
them putting up the mock of doing it in Vegas on the strip race. No, that's happening. Oh, it is for it's sure. A, yeah, they're adding the new Grand Prix 2023 Vegas. Yeah, they're trying to get around town during that. They do that. That's what they do, man. So they do that in like a lot of cities all over the world. They just set right. up in the middle of streets and block the street. Like they do it in Monaco. Um, I'm trying to think where else they do that. Can you imagine getting a good like hotel room that just watches over it. Yeah, just, a lot of people do. Like they yeah. show that, um, but a lot of the drivers live in Monaco too. Like pretty much everybody. So, but yeah, as a lifelong two-year hardcore fan, I should know what other uh, Azerbaijan. That's another street circuit. I think he's a fan. Yeah, <laughs> Brandon's. He looks like a big Azerbaijan guy. Yeah, I feel so. like he'd like the managers more. Like. Kind of like his strategy. <laughs> yeah. Not really a big fan of the races. He would care less about that. He wants to know about the engineering aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> they got a really good crewman. He gets them wheels off. Like. Dude, just bzz, bzz, and it's off. Um, boys, we got a lot to get into today. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Uh, but before we do, we got mm-hmm. the review of all reviews this month. <laughs> that we did. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea who the author of this is, but I just want to say thanks. Yeah. Because you don't get these. These are once in a year. I mean, we've been asking for them, and I own Affliction shirts. Showed up big for us this week. Best nickname, probably. I mean, best nickname, possibly best review ever. Would you agree, Brandon? It was pretty good. Yeah, I'd put it up there. Definitely top two. So, I own Affliction shirts. Like I said, thank you for making my week. I read this yesterday at work. I read it a lot. Ah, so good. The title of this review is Two Cool Guys and a Snowflake. Mmm. <laughs> Woo, you ready? Yeah. Hello, fellow cage-fighting fans. That's a good start. Yeah, you're starting off. You've been in this for a while. Not MMA, cage-fighting. I like it. Great show that mixes humor, knowledge, and amazing original segments. Thank you. I own Affliction shirts. We agree. Right. Although the Brandy guy comes <laughs> off as casual at times. <laughs> Would it <laughs> that right there? <laughs> when I read this, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, the Brandy guy comes off as a casual at times." I wouldn't pick any other podcast to listen to while Ezekiel choking my stepson. And then the emojis, and then the the, the dollar <laughs> tongue emojis. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I own affliction shirts. That was that's amazing. Yeah, this is what we need more of. Yeah, we, I challenge anybody. Come with a better review than that. I mean, Brandon. That, yeah. Do you want to respond to this? I mean, it's pretty obvious when he, who he's referring to when he says knowledge. I'll start there, I guess. But um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't really know. I wish I knew who it was. I know. Here's the thing. They used, they, they said Ezekiel choke. Okay? Yeah. So that tells me they probably, probably somebody that trains. Somebody we know. We probably yeah. know this. We probably know I own affliction. Trains. Yeah. So, but I just want to know who it is. I know. Like, it's really a, bad. I kind of don't. Based on the brandy, I'm guessing you're the snowflake and the ca- well, yeah, casual obviously. as well. So. Yeah, which makes sense. Which Brandon yeah. probably is like the least casual out of us three, I would say. Like Brandon yeah. watches a lot of fighting. Well, you, you started late, later, but you go back and watch a lot. Yeah, well, because I feel like I, I have to. Yeah, I, didn't, but, I didn't see it. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to and you just do it. Well, You yeah. know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, but no. Uh, I loved this. Yeah. This was amazing. <laughs> this will probably have to go uh, on like a t-shirt or something. Or <laughs> yeah. We need to screenshot it and post it on our Instagram. <laughs> can you make it like the top comment or something? Can we do I, that? I don't know if you can. Like put it on the like top? Like pin it kind of? Yeah, mm. I don't know. But uh, thank you, I own Affliction shirts. And um, Brandon, if other people want to leave reviews like this, let them know. What's, what, what do we need them to do? Well, step your game up. 
is one because that's, that's oh you're saying that's weak you want them to no, come harder no 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 I'm saying other <laughs> that's people that's the bar other, yeah that's, oh, oh, that's what I'm okay. saying you that's guys have standard. to that is a bar that's yeah. a bar that's a bar um, but on Apple iTunes that's that's where you can leave the reviews five stars for us Please. also we're on Spotify what else are we on Twitter I everything yeah. you can follow us on Twitter Instagram um, but please leave us the five star reviews at the very least mm-hmm. um, give us listens and thumbs up tell your friends tell everybody about us because we'd love to share the knowledge that we have and the enjoyment for the sport so please that's right did you ever own like a tap out shirt dude yes i used to <laughs> oh yeah yes! tap out lots of tap out shirts um <laughs> did you have any affliction no it was always tap out my mom used to buy them for me like every year for my birthday and christmas <laughs> how'd you feel walking around in those <laughs> like a badass oh, yeah yeah. Dude, yeah yeah um there was one that was my favorite and it well i actually had a few of them and it had different moves but it was like drawn kind of like leonardo da vinci style like nice. the body. there was like oh knees God. and like ground oh, so people knew like you oh, yeah. fight. Oh, that yeah. makes my skin you don't draw. fight that guy uh, he's yeah. got it all mapped it. out <laughs> yep well, let me say, I, I I own Affliction shirts. Thank you. That was hilarious. It was a great review. But we absolutely love Brandon. Um, he is not a casual. He's very probably smarter than. Well, he's smart. He is smarter than me and John. I can't. Confirm I do want to call him Maybe Brandy not, more often. Though. Yeah, I I'm think cool he's Brand that. at least for the rest of the episode. Yeah, we'll call him Brandy. I'm um, with that. And um, yeah, what Brandon brings, Brandy, excuse me, brings is uh, we need him. So thank you for the review. Uh, love it. Step the bar up. That's it. Oh, yeah. also follow us on Instagram at Neon Belly Podcast, and you can yeah. call him Brandy all over the place. Not only there. that, if you guys don't know, we post clips, yep. video clips from these episodes, yep. so you guys can see that we got really cool effects. We up the budget, so budget's going up. <laughs> uh, Brandy, before we get into our preview for this Saturday's UFC 273, you rudely. Did not update us with the scores last Rudely. week. Rudely. Yes. I was in the middle of a tournament when you sent me the text. Hey, updates. You know what? If you took this podcast serious, like I own Affliction shirts, if you weren't a casual, you mm-hmm. would have woke up at like 7 a.m. and they would have been in my my Instagram. Or you would have messaged me at 7 a.m. instead of waiting until you knew I it was, was a test. It was a test, yes. Oh, that's what it was? Yeah, yeah. We, we intentionally did it. Well, Let's I see guess if he I failed. It. Psych. Yeah. In the middle of the episode, I was like, I'm going to tell John, John, I was like, I'm going to wait till we're recording. Give him like two seconds. And you said, can't do it. Yeah, I don't have him. Update us from UFC Columbus, which was headlined by Curtis Blades and Chris Dacus. Where, how did we come out? So we all moved up, but here we all scored three points, so we're still mm. the same distance apart, but we are currently still number one is me with 21 points. Nate, you have 20, and John, you have 14. Yep. There it is. I was hoping the Kai Kara would put me up, but then once it gets to decision, obviously it's only a one-pointer. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's still a good call, though. Yeah. Still a good call. Um, I'm starting to fall into that you thing where I'm calling some good fights, I'm just not calling the... Yeah. That, that was me all last year. It's tough, man. It is. You mm-hmm. just go one point at a time. Boys. Boy. Yeah. At least on paper, we are heading into probably the biggest card of the year. Man. I would say at least on paper, this card is massive. And I'm talking about this Saturday, April 9th from Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. UFC 273. Um, a little fun fact about Jacksonville, Florida. Which we've done Jacksonville before, so now you have to come with another one. Think, I think this is a good one. Nice. In 1953, a history. Res- history, Brandon. I'm excited. This is your this is your thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> a restaurant called Instaburger opened in Jacksonville, Florida. Hmm. Inside a special oven called the Insta Broiler, cooked could cook 400 patties an hour. It's like you ever seen Good Burger? It's like mm-hmm. Mondo Burger, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what this is in real life. Have you seen Good Burger? I just actually watched it. 
Good for you. For the first time? No, I've seen it before. Good for you. Despite its supercharged output, though, the business dwindled down until the new owners bought the restaurant. These owners were from Miami-Dade County. Bought this restaurant and renamed it Burger King. Mm. History for you, baby. You should go into Burger King and, like, tell them this. I don't know if you guys know this. Let me talk to your manager. Yeah, in 1953 in Jacksonville, Florida, there was a thing called Instant Burger, 400 patties an hour, and you guys even know, You know where you came from? <laughs> you guys couldn't even succeed at 400 patties an hour? Yeah. <laughs> and now you guys are selling nuggets for 50 cents. And what do you think about that, Brandon? 400 patties an hour, Insta Burger, Jacksonville, Florida, the capital of Burger King, home this of Burger This King. was in 50, you said 53? 1953. It's very impressive for 1953. 400 patties an hour is, but yeah. I'm guessing probably not very tasty. <laughs> you probably like 10 cents. I don't know. Too. When you watch Good Burger, isn't there like an appeal to that Mondo Burger though? Like it yeah. does look kind of good. Yeah. I think until you've like tried to grill one yourself that big and it gets real dry on yeah, the inside, or it's not, yeah. like way undercooked and you're like, oh gosh. Kind of good. This is a good point. But as a kid, you're like, oh yeah. It's like the yeah. Fred Flintstone with the big T-bone or something. You're like, yeah, no, bring that. For sure. Mm. There it is, boys. Fun fact. Saxon. Bet you didn't know that. Home of Burger King, baby. We're in we're in Burger King, Florida. John, mm. we got a big main event. Yes, sir. Let us know about it. All right, you guys. We have a big one. Alexander Volkanovsky is fighting Korean zombie Chen Sung Jung. And uh it's a it's a big one. Um it's gonna be a second chance at glory for one and a fourth time fighting for gold for the other. Um, champion Alexander Volkanovsky is uh, undefeated in the UFC, 10-0, and beating a who's who of the division, Max Holloway twice, Aldo, Ortega, Chad Mendez, um, Korean Zombie. He also has fought for the belt once against Jose Aldo. After losing that, he had to put his career on pause to serve in the military. Upon his return, he's fought everybody. Yair, Moicano, Frankie Edgar, Ortega, Dan Ige in his last fight. Um, his last eight fights have all been main events. Yeah. Uh, there's not very many people outside of title holders who can say that. Yeah. Um, after Volk defeated Ortega his last time, his next opponent was kind of in the air. Korean Zombie came off a win against Ige. Holloway had just won a close decision against Yair. Yair was still trying to throw his name in the mix, but ultimately the UFC picked Max Holloway to do their third fight. Um, but as fate would have it, Max Holloway got injured and had to pull out. And Volkanovski called out that he wanted Korean Zombie. A lot of people were trying to throw their hat in still, but he mm-hmm. called out Korean Zombie. Um, Korean Zombie's team says it, it feels like he's going to be way more prepared this time. Last time, the Aldo, they felt like it was maybe a little soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with Korean Zombie, his durability, he has very slick striking and tricky jujitsu. Obviously, he's pulled off a twister. Yep. Um, some of the more difficult things. He's very durable. I mean, if you watch him and Yair, you'll just see two guys just beat each other bloody. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he only got knocked out by what might be the weirdest elbow I've ever seen somebody just throw over the back of their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Alexander's side, you know, he uses his leg kicks very well, his forward pressure. Uh, we've seen his defensive jujitsu in the Ortega fight be able to fight out of some stuff that nobody fights out of in, in terms of those chokes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be a tough puzzle for both of them. I think they both present really interesting parts of their game. Um, it's noted that since the announcement of the fight max holloway has came forward and offered himself as a replacement just in case somebody get injured in reaction volkanovsky commented saying holloway was just trying to basically get the jump on him mm-hmm. to cut in why he's been training for somebody else but he's since apologized said he probably shouldn't have said that but we have a banger on our hands yeah yeah um i'm i'm fascinated by it zombie always does happen to bring something interesting to the table with any mm-hmm. fight he has um i 
I don't know though, man. Honestly, I just I think it's a little too much for him. It's hard for me to think he's gonna have a whole lot to really give Volk, especially given his fight with Ortega. Because mm-hmm. Ortega beat him on the feet most of that fight, mm-hmm. and I know Ortega's jujitsu is better than Zombie's. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. You can't count Zombie out, right? I mean, he's always in there. I don't think he's necessarily gonna get run over. But it's an interesting fight because it's a, it's a new matchup for Volk. So I'm I'm happy for that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see we'll see what it brings. Um, but yeah. Leaning a little towards Volk here. Yeah, you know, I, I think one thing is like stylistically on the feet. It, this this matchup really favors Volkanovski in my opinion because Zombie's a guy that comes out and he's obviously always super heavy on his front leg, kind of leaves mm-hmm. his chin out there to be hit because he's trying to bait guys in. What's Volk always do? He always invests in those leg kicks so early, mm-hmm. and I think he's definitely going to be doing that, looking to do that here. And I think he needs to. I think he has, obviously has to see or uh, keep. Zombie on his back, you know, back leg moving backwards, um, kind of like Ortega did, right? Ortega mm-hmm. kind of walked Zombie down, kept moving backwards, kind of takes away a lot of that power, right? right. Um, or at least somewhat. I mean, Zombie's still dangerous. He yeah. can knock anybody out. My hot take is if Zombie wins this fight, he's going to do it by out grappling and out wrestling Volkanovski. Mm. Um, you know, in that Dan Ige fight, he started training with Henry Cejudo for that fight yeah. and displayed some really good wrestling in that fight. If you go back and watch uh, Zombie Dan Ige, um, and haven't spent even more time now under Cejudo, because I think he did this whole camp uh, with Cejudo there in Arizona, I'd expect his wrestling to be even better and um, possibly even having some success with it. You know, he spent a lot of time on Ige's back and mm-hmm. stuff in that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with Brandon that. You know, stylistically, Ortega probably definitely has better jujitsu. Um, but I would also say at this point, I would probably give Zombie some wrestling advantages there too, where maybe he could hold Volkanovski down mm-hmm. better than maybe because his ground and pound is really good too. I mean, he's right. really good at standing over the top of guys and has a lot of success doing that as well. So mm-hmm. he has like a 50% takedown accuracy, uh, Kareem maybe. Zombie does. I just looked at the yeah. stats. It, it will be interesting. You know, a lot of people have trouble getting. You know, I mean, Volkanovski has two cinder blocks on his legs. Yeah, um, he's got for some thighs. Leg, he's like, got leg kicks too. Or, yeah. uh, um, uh, Zombie's got some really yeah. underrated leg kicks as well. He really jacked Ortega's legs up in that fight mm-hmm. um, yeah. as well. So I don't know, man. Like at first, I was like, "This isn't." You know, Volk's just going to kind of run through Zombie, and then I kind of started watching some more of Zombie's fights this week, and I'm like, "Man, it is a bit of an interesting matchup because Zombie can always." I mean, he does have that crazy power. He's got a crazy chin. I think it's definitely going to go long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so hard because what we just saw, Brian Ortega, right, couldn't finish um, Volkanovski in his With, A game. Yeah, you know, yeah. Two, and it wasn't like it was kind of in. No, it no, was, it was in. dead to rights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it is tough. But the wrestling, I'm interested in that. I'm interested to see this, like, Cejudo effect. So that's mm-hmm. a great point. I honestly didn't even consider before you said that because the biggest knock for me on Ortega is obviously his wrestling. He just doesn't yeah. have a good takedown, and it shows, right? Sure. It's really hard for him to get that fight down. Who knows if Ortega can get Volk down, you know, round one, round two, what would have happened. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Zombie's got some better wrestling and he's been training with Cejudo. I mean, we just saw... Um, John Whaley? Yes, um... Wei Li, she came out and her wrestling looked really, really Much good. Much improved. Um, compared to what it was. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say, you know, Zombie doesn't go out there and just dump Volk on his head and round yeah. one, two, you know? so Yeah, it's tough because we just haven't seen anybody do it. Right, you no, know, for uh, sure. And, you know, we always talk about with Volkanovski, like waiting for him to get the nod of like, okay, you're the best in the division. Yeah. Because you do have the two Max fights that were close. And some people would argue Max won at least one, if not both. Mm-hmm. So trying to shake that off, obviously, um, he, he needs a big performance here, I think, to kind of 
shut that out. I still think Max could obviously work his way back into fighting him again, but I think this could be a really big, because like we said, Zombie's eight main events in a row. Yeah, he's got the experience. He's definitely conditioned to go five rounds, um, where maybe some of Volk's past opponents weren't as prepared for that or had this much experience. Mm -hmm. It is an interesting matchup. I don't know, man. It's Like I said, I was all the way on the Volk, and then as I started, I'm like, man, well, what if this? What if that? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it is tough to go against obviously Volk because like you said we have not seen it done zombies is bigger than Volk as well you know um there's just so many aspects and you know you mentioned the Wei Li like that was a small sample size you know Wei Li was only with Cejudo for like three months maybe I think zombies I mean he did most of his camp with Ige and then he's pretty much I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure done this whole camp now under Cejudo so I don't know man it's like it's interesting it's it's a lot more interesting than I think people think um but yeah, we'll just get to our picks. Uh, where are you going, John? Because you got first. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Volkanovski unanimous. I think it's really hard to put Korean Zombie out. Yeah. You kind of have to do something that he doesn't even see, and I don't think Volkanovski has that type of tricky bag in his striking. But yeah. I do think his forward pressure, his leg kicks, he has a lot of. I mean, his cardio stands up. So I think that this will be a good one for him. But it'll be tough. I'm gonna go with fourth round. KO, TKO for Volk. Um, I think it's just going to be, he's just going to pressure him the whole fight. Um, and I think eventually that fourth round, it'll probably end up on the ground somehow. Volk's mm-hmm. got some decent wrestling of his own. And I think he's just going to be too much for him. He's going to melt him by four. Yeah. Man, I just do don't, I don't know, man. You're going to do it? It's tough. Uh, No, because I... I wonder no. if it changes things when both of us pick him, and then he's like, oh, now it's even harder. Like, if one of us picked mm. Zombie, he may have. May I know, because now fun. I'm like, man, what if, though? What if Zombie's the guy to do it? I mean, here's the thing it's his, first, it's his first chance. But I'm going to go, I'll go with Zombie. I'm going to go Korean Zombie. I'm going to believe, believe in the wrestling. I'll say Korean Zombie by unanimous decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been a bit of a decision machine lately, but he's just so hard to finish, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't foresee that necessarily. Like I said, I do still think with the ground, but I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I think people are expecting this crazy stand-up wild, kind of like the Ige. Everybody thought those two were going to go in there and bang, and Zombie was like, nope, because (laughs) uh, the fight before that against Ortega, I mean, he was like in first gear that whole fight. was real slow and just never really got going. Um, so maybe we're just kind of seeing an evolved zombie um, yeah. to kind of taking that next step into like, I can't just get stuck in this firefight all the time, but we'll see. I don't know. Well, it becomes interesting is if he does want to like, all right, we're going to wrestle a lot and he gets stuffed a couple of times. Good, man. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. There's not one fighter in the world. You could say that they would ultimately completely dominate Korean zombie anywhere. Cause he's so sure. well-rounded. So I don't know. I think Ortega kind of dominated. <laughs> he kind of like, <laughs> well, he didn't. Yeah. He I'm, really put it on. I mean, like, he won every single round but of that. But I guess to me, one thing about that too is it was striking, and not many people are that much bigger than, than Zombie sure. either, and he's a lot longer than Well, Zombie. I just don't think he expected that evolution in mm-hmm. Ortega's yeah. game from his last fight because like his striking really had not ever looked that good. It's right? a big cup, and, man. Yeah, and I just don't think Zombie ever... I think Zombie in that fight was just really waiting for the, the takedown yeah. the whole time, and it just, yeah. you know, so it just gave him too much to think about, but... Volk, Crazy main event. It is a good main event. Brandon, get us ready. For, what's our what's our co-main? Let's okay, go. Okay, so unifying co-main event here. We got Piotr Jan and Andre Sterling. Andre Sterling's your your champ. Piotr Jan is your interim champ currently. So I, to to talk about the importance of this fight, I want to go back to to talk about how we got here. Okay, mm-hmm. so 
135, Henry Cejudo was your champ. He had just beaten Dom Cruz, and then he decides he wants to retire. So we have a vacant 135-pound strap, right? Mm-hmm. Pion Yuan comes in. He's on this tear, and he takes on Jose Aldo. Melts Jose Aldo. I think it was round three or four. Mm-hmm. That's I'm blanking me. But he, he takes out Jose Aldo, and you have on the other side, Aldermay Sterling, who's running through guys, okay? Mm-hmm. Jim Rivera, Pedro Munoz, and then his final fight leading up to the title bout with Jan was Corey Sanhagen, mm-hmm. who most recently fought for the belt. He beat Corey Sanhagen with the first round rear naked choke, okay? So mm-hmm. Aljo was on fire, okay? So we have this this fight that was coming up that was Jan and Sterling for the belt. Mm-hmm. Jan's your champ. Sterling's your, your challenger. And it was a good fight. I mean, it was pretty pretty well dominated by Jan from two, three into four. The first round was really good for Aljo, okay? He had mm-hmm. a lot of pressure, a lot of weird kicks and, and entries and some decent takedown attempts. Then round four, okay? Mm-hmm. Come to the end of this fight, right? Piotr Jan throws a very, very illegal knee. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. illegal. I went back and watched it. It was really, really illegal. <laughs> a little blatant. Very bad. I mean, to the point where the ref was like, he's down. Yeah, grounded. And then about 12 seconds later, boosh, Ooh. right, knee to the head, okay? It was bad. Um, Aljo, very interesting reaction to it all. Looked looked like he was, I don't know, maybe Dead. acting, maybe not. Who yeah. knows, right? <laughs> So there's drama, okay? There's drama in this because you have Aljo winning the belt by disqualification the first time that's officially happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have to move on, right? Aljo ends up getting neck surgery. He's been out for a while. And then Jan, he has since fought for the interim belt, beating Corey Sanhagen, who yep. had just come off a loss to Dillashaw. So we had kind mm-hmm. of some interesting back and forth there. Yeah, because Dillashaw was supposed to get that fight, but Torres yes. ACL. Yes, so Corey got a shot. Didn't didn't get it. It was a great fight with Jan and Sanhagen. Awesome display of skills. But Jan just what he does, what he's really good at is he takes the first round to calculate. He figures mm-hmm. out what you're doing, how you're moving, and he uses all that information. And then he just builds and builds and builds. Yep. This is really going to be a, a very interesting rematch to just mm-hmm. see. Okay, what is Sterling going to do different? Okay, because a lot of criticism he got in that first fight was. He's just forcing it too much. He's trying too hard. He listened to the commentary. He was just doing a lot of wild, really, really aggressive stuff. Well, he's just like, like panic. Like he was just mm-hmm. like forward, just a crazy pace. And this, there's just been a lot of back and forth with these two on Twitter because of yeah. the way that the loss went down. Sure. So it's a very fascinating matchup. So it'll be really, really cool to see whether or not Aldro can make the adjustments because we know, well, this is the first rematch. Mm-hmm. I think P- Peter's only had one rematch before this and it was a loss he had had early in his career and then he got yeah, the rematch. to uh the pfl champion um Maragamed, Maragamed, i can't remember in, in the rematch he he ended up beating yeah him, you know it was a good rematch but that's the only rematch he's had so yeah. this is the first one so it'll be interesting to see how that plays into it as well um so anyway that's the matchup guys we got piotr Jan and aldermaine sterling to unify the 135 pound belt yeah, I think you you hit it on the head. I mean, the the rematch aspect of this is so interesting because Piotr does have a game plan and he's utilized it in every fight. Like you said, it's almost like a modern day MMA version of rope dope. Um, you know, he definitely like lets his guys work, and then eventually everybody. It's almost like he lulls them into a false sense of like, oh, I'm really beating this guy, mm-hmm. um, and then they just go for it, gases him out. He's and then he's got him figured out by like halfway through the second into the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think there's a lot of factors. Once again, kind of like our main event, I think people are really writing Sterling off, and I don't think that's I. I this is going to be a better fight than yeah. the first one. I don't think I don't think Aljo is going to go out and burn himself out. You have to remember that was Aljo's first ever main uh, main event five round fight. I mean, mm-hmm. he had never done a five round fight, and he fought those early rounds in a sprint, mm-hmm. like he was only yeah. going to go three rounds, right? And so I think you definitely learn a lot from that, and I really think he will. He's got a good team around him. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen like his Instagram. He is freaking shredded. Yeah, he looks lean. He looks like he slimmed down a little bit. Vascular. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's crazy. It's weird. Um, also, another aspect of this fight that I think makes things interesting is Piotr Jan's coaches were denied entry into mm-hmm. the U.S. He's not going to have his corner or at least his usual team around him. I don't know. I don't think that would really affect it too much because he just he's got his process right. I mean, right. It's just going to come down to. Did Aljo learn enough in that first fight to come out? Because I don't personally think Piotr's going to fight him much different. I just don't. I think Piotr is who he is, and but it's going to be what did Aljo learn in that first fight that he can now come in and utilize. I wonder if we're going to see an emotional Piotr. That's what makes because he seems because typically every fight they talk about it all the time. His facial expressions don't change. Yeah. I mean he's very just you know straightforward robotic. He's been back and forth a lot on Twitter. I mean, they've been yeah. throwing, throwing jabs at each other this whole past year. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious to see if we see Piotr go in there and just be a little over-aggressive because he's, Maybe early? Yeah. yeah. You know, he just wants to put him away to, sh- to prove, you know, this wasn't a... a um, Fluke. What's the word? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Fluke. Um, and, you know, and he really was putting him away regardless. I don't know. And then if Aljo goes in there... The grappling exchanges to me were very fascinating in that first fight, too. Um, I think Piotr has some very underrated wrestling, but I think Aljo, if he can get his jiu-jitsu going, man, he's got really, really good jiu-jitsu. Dude, Corey Sanhagen said it this week. I mean, he just, you can go ahead. He just he just said, like, Aljo's jiu-jitsu is he could beat anybody with yeah. it. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. like, if he if he can really put his heart into his jiu-jitsu and, and get the fight down there, yeah. Piotr's a good scrambler, but, I mean... I just don't know what you, what he would do if Aljo really just went for it. Right. Know? I think it's important to remember, too, Aljo had his most success, or uh, Jan had his most success with the takedowns when Aljo was completely gassed. Yeah. You know, once again, I don't want to take anything from Jan. It was a great, that's what he does to guys. Um, but I don't know, man. I just think mm-hmm. it's going to be a completely different fight this time. Yeah, I think the optics of, like, round three and four for Aljo is why he's getting a lot of negativity on For how sure. he's been. Because, I mean, he, he was, like, just turning around and kind of running, falling, right. rolling. Like, it, it looked yeah. – he won it out. With, it really felt like that. And, I mean, even when he took the knee, he was literally just sitting there. Yeah. Not trying to really defend himself. Um, I know that's a, a really big turning heel turn for Brandon when he started saying people can, should be able to get knee Oh, in the face. yeah. We went through a whole – Well, yeah, dude. Don't <laughs> even get me started on that. <laughs> but I, I do think that it's going to come down to if Aljo can get some wrestling in – and find a way to stop. He did in that first round. Yeah, I'm just saying in the adjustment. If if Jan makes an adjustment to say, "Hey, I'm not going to let you wrestle. I feel like I can outstrike yeah. you." That Dude, could be interesting. Aljo also caught him with a sick flying knee in that first round that really stumbled Jan backwards mm-hmm. as well. Jan's wrestling is not also not it's not double legs and single legs. Right. It's upper body yep. clinches and trips. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's it's different. He doesn't typically change his level much mm-hmm. and 
Round one, Jan uh, dropped Sterling. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and that's where you get it gets interesting, right? Because Sterling definitely gassed 100%. Yeah. I mean, he'll have to make an adjustment there. I wonder if he's in the back of his mind, if he's going to be thinking about his neck, about, you know, possibly yeah. getting clinched, how he, how he does if, if Jan goes in there and starts pulling on that neck and How clinching. healthy is the neck? Right. Too. Like, we just don't kinda, know. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my thing. I'll be honest with you guys. When it comes to picking... I might take a flyer on Sterling here in this, but the neck just really makes me nervous because mm-hmm. we heard a lot of really bad things from people that know a lot more about that stuff than us about that injury and yeah. long-term effects and stuff. So, but I'm going to hedge my bets, you know, because I'll tell you, I, I really don't hate Sterling in this fight, yeah. but I'm definitely going to go with Jan. Uh, but John, you go ahead and make your pick okay. first. I'm, I'm going Jan as well. I'm going to say <laughs> Jan, uh, third round TKO. No, that was mine. Dang it. I think Aljo's good, man, but I just think nobody's really showed that Jan has that, that oh, yeah, this is the blueprint to beat him. People have moments, but nobody has like a, oh, he barely pulled this out type of thing. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Jan by unanimous decision. I'm, I think, you know, for Sterling, I think he's, you know, we might almost see him be a little bit, um, what's the word? Maybe he starts too slow because he's thinking too much pensive. about. It. Yeah, maybe, but I think he's he's he looks like he's in good shape. I think he's going to be ready to go five rounds this time. Obviously, training with a guy like Marab every day like that doesn't <laughs> suck to have that guy mm-hmm. all over you. Um, I've heard really good things about how Aljo's looking right now, just from listening to different things like Ray Longo and stuff talking about it. So um, I'll say, but I'm still going to go Yawn. But once again, would not be shocked yeah. to see a completely different fight this time. Either way, yeah, I. I think if Sterling's going to do it, man, he's got to wrestle when he's got to use his jiu-jitsu, um, which we very well may see. But I'm going to go yawn. Um, I won in the third round TKO. I'm going to go with, I'll say fourth round TKO. It's very possible. Okay. Boys, our final fight that we are going to preview for People's this card. I think, I genuinely think undoubtedly this is the biggest fight on this card yes i think it's one of the mm-hmm. biggest fights of the year so far because of the implications that are being put on yeah. this um it, we're talking about hamza shimaya versus gilbert Dorino burns um you know i'll just i'll just get into my preview i have a lot of <laughs> lot of thoughts on this fight i mean this is a very interesting Huge. fight um because we're finally going to find out how good hamza shimaya really is mm-hmm. is he the real deal um because it doesn't get any more legit or real deal in the welterweight division than gilbert Dorino burns baby mm-hmm. um he's ranked number two at welterweight um only has one loss in his last eight fights and that loss was to the champ kamara usman in their title fight um burns is also coming off a very very dominant performance over stephen wonderboy thompson last july which he displayed some really good wrestling in that too. I mean, mm-hmm. dude looked like a D1 champ out there. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> if that's just Thompson's that bad, but like, do the level changes and stuff were pretty pretty slick. Um, he hit some good duck unders and stuff in that, some switches. He, he looked, I mean, he just looks like a, a more evolved Burns, I think, even than from that Usman fight to me. Um, but no one in the history of the UFC has shocked the system quite like Hamzat Shimaev has since his debut. Um, Hamzat has won all four of his UFC fights and has done them all those in very, very dominant fashion. I think he's in all four fights. I think he's only been in the cage for a total of like eight minutes. Yeah. Um, between all four of his bouts, he's landed a total of 254 strikes and only absorbed two. Dude's only been hit twice. Um, now, granted, and he's also displayed some really dominant wrestling. Let's not, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> ignore that. In last fight. Um, he seems to have all the raw abilities to be a huge star in in the UFC. Um, but his biggest knock today is he just hasn't faced anyone that's 
been considered to be elite or even a high level mm-hmm. competition, right? Um, but man, is he about to do that in Gilbert Burns? Mm-hmm. And I just could not be more excited for this fight. Yeah. So for me, the uh, I don't know. There's so many, like you said, there's just so many variables here because we've seen Hamzat knock guys out, we've seen him wrestle and we've seen him submit him. Burns. Is, he has a great chin. They, I mean, he just got. Did he get knocked out? But he just got knocked out by Usman sure. recently. But it's Usman. I mean, Usman cracks. He knocked Jorge out. Who hadn't right. knocked out in how long? So, I, for me, for me, the biggest question here is how good does he look on the ground? Okay, so if Hamzat goes in there and he starches Burns with a like a one-two, like he did Mirshar, like okay, I'm not again. That's not taking anything away. That would be amazing. But if he can go in there and wrap up Burns and mm-hmm. just destroy him on the ground. Whoa. Changes everything. Yeah. That's Whoa. what's so interesting about this fight because it literally is going to change the landscape of everything. Mm-hmm. And not only just the 170 pound division, but I also think the 185 pound division because that's where he's heading. Right. This guy's going for two double champ status. Mm-hmm. And if he goes out and he runs through a guy like Gilbert Burns, who, by the way, we have no reason to believe that this guy can beat Gilbert Burns. I mean, he has shown <laughs> nothing. I mean, you beat Ji Ling Ong was his best win. Um, I actually heard Sean O'Malley's coach on Theo Vaughn's podcast, of all things, bring up a great point, which is Neil Magny ragdolled Lee Zhilin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Hamzat doing it's not overly impressive. Being a little bit critical, once again, just trying to critique because we don't have much of a sample size from Hamzat. Going back and watching that fight, did struggle a little bit to finish that rear naked. Maybe like his didn't quite have the finishing technique on it quite. Um, and then he kind of just strong-armed it at the end, mm-hmm. really. Um, and he's going against a very, very, very legit I mean, uh, competing. Oh, yeah, he's still very active. Um, you know, he's done W&O recently and stuff like that. So it, I think there's a lot easier fights for Hamzat at the top of 170. This is literally one, other than the Kamara Usman fight, I think this is probably one of the toughest fights for Hamzat at this weight. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a big fight, man. Yeah, and I mean, let's not also forget, Burns rocked Usman. Yeah. Like, hit him with a very clean shot that put him in a very bad position. Um, and there's not very many people who can say they've landed clean like that on him. Um, you what, know, what's the size difference? Do you have the size? Yeah, difference? Uh, Hamzat's big. Hamzat's six two to Burns oh. is five ten. Wow, he has seventy five inch reach to Gilbert Burns seventy one. Have you seen the pictures of Hamzat standing next to was it Blachowicz or oh, yeah. uh, Glover? No, it was Glover. Yeah, uh, he's bit way bigger than both of them. Yeah, I think maybe really. I've seen pictures of him. I mean, even him. There was a picture that I think he posted next to John Jones. Doesn't even look like yeah, that. like they could be the same weight class. I mean, wow. this guy's numbers are ridiculous. His strikes landed signi- or significant strikes landed per minute are eight point six. Yeah, um, his striking accuracy is eighty three percent. His takedown average is four point six five. Yeah, accuracy sixty six percent, and his sub average is five point eight. Yeah, it's, I mean the dude. I mean, and not, not to say that, also to say Vegas has him as a minus five hundred. It's crazy. And that's insane against the number against two guy. Gilbert Burns. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's on, no uh, reason for it. Yeah, and on Gilbert Burns' side, you know, like you did say, he did struggle a little bit to get to that, uh, to finish that choke, and he did a lot of like showboating, looking yeah. around and stuff. That opens up chances for scrambles if you're not. Yeah, careful. I mean, he also did that with like Ji <laughs> Liang was in the air. <laughs> like he yeah. was literally well, carrying. Like there's not much he could yeah. do. Uh, you it, know what I mean? Like so, it, it gets interesting because Gilbert Burns can do those type of scrambles, and we know he has finishing yeah. ability too. So. See, that's my thing I, I could just see like a wild exchange scramble you know like kind of like in that Lee Zhilingong right you know uh Lingong threw a crazy like left or right hook and Hamzat just level changed took him down pretty much fight was over mm-hmm. um but you know I don't like I would be interested on the ground you know what if 
a guy like Burns, who's way better in that area, does create a scramble. I mean, ends up on Hamzat's back. I mean, or I'm on a leg or something. This I mean, is you not. Don't know, but yeah, then. plus five hundred is insane. Yeah. That's like I'm. I think this fight is a lot more of a pick'em to me, just because I have that much respect for Gilbert yeah, Burns. And you have to. Hamzat has really shown us, other than beating guys in an ex, like crazy way, the way he should have. Um, you know, like I go back to the Gerald Mershart fight. Mershart talked a lot going into that fight. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. as soon as he was in there, he was scared out of his mm-hmm. freaking, you could see it all over his face. Once right. again, went back and watched it yesterday. He was freaking out. <laughs> as soon as he had that guy in front of him, he looked like he saw the boogeyman. Yeah. And Burns is not going to be afraid of Hamza Shimaev. I can oh, promise you that. With the toughest he's guys not ever. going to be afraid of Hamza Shimaev. I want to hear your guys' picks. And here's the other thing. Let's not act like this isn't really the biggest opportunity for both. Because if Burns stops this hype train, he gets to... He gets no, to I still think Usman, the Usman fight's still the biggest opportunity. I mean, to become champion, you can't well, I'm replace just saying, that with anything. I'm saying both of them have a really huge opportunity here to, it's put a big their, opportunity. to build their name. Yeah, but I still think for Burns, that Usman fight. But once again... He's he's been in some wars, man. He's got a lot of longevity. I'm just saying, once yeah. again, all three of these fights on this. This is why I love this card because I think a lot of people are right. There's one guy everybody's going with, and the other one everybody's writing off. And I mm. think that's a big mistake because I think all these fights are really closely matched. Mm-hmm. So you think everyone's riding with Hamzat on this one? I mean, Vegas. I mean, yeah, plus five hundred. That's insane. Or minus five hundred. So you have to bet yeah. five hundred just to even make it. It's anything. crazy. So he's the big favorite. Huge. Yeah, that's uh, that's I think like Burns is like plus three fifty. Yeah, that's like what Ronda Rousey numbers were. Like mm. it's just insane um so yeah i don't know john who you going with i'm going gilbert burns wow <laughs> i'm gonna say gilbert burns second round sub it's not crazy man that's what no, scares me no i i don't hate jacob texted me yesterday and said he's going gilbert burns and i'm like it's not a bad pick we have no reason to believe hamzat can beat him i mean he probably has the best jujitsu in the welterweight you'd have to assume with, with gilbert burns so yeah i mean it's a big test probably you're up uh, yeah, I'm going Hamza. I'm not getting off the train until, <laughs> dude, until that train. But here's the thing, too. This is really a free shot for Hamza, right? Yeah. He should lose this fight. Right. This is, the, he has, even if he loses this fight, he, I mean, what? He's going to go from like, he's not going to drop. He's like, what, number 10, I think, in the welterweight mm-hmm. division? He'll stay right there. You just lost to the number two guy. Mm-hmm. So he, this is a free, complete free shot for Hamza Shimaev right here. This is a win win for him. I really think so much respect to Gilbert Freeman taking this fight against the number 10 guy yeah. when he has no reason to take this fight at all. Right. And, um, you know, being Li Zhi Langong doesn't get you typically the number two guy in the world that just fought for a title not too long ago, right? So right. Um, credit to Gilbert Burns for taking this fight. But, yeah, I I, I hopped on this Hamzat fight or a train Cards after the <laughs> oh dude don't even get me going like the sports card hobby. Yeah. I mean, people are – you want to talk about plus 500 – there's people dropping plus like ten racks on this dude on sports cards wow. for one card. His rookie cards, like rookie card, like one of ones. You're talking seven figures. Autograph starting at a couple thousand, or not like, seven, but six. Some yeah, of them, I've still seen some a lot. of them. Yeah, it's yeah. five. And figures. for a guy who has four fights, yeah, like it's, in, it's insane, dude. Mm. People are investing heavy in this guy. A little risky. There's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be drinking a lot of alcohol for dude, this one because uh, if, if I showed you like a a Gilbert Burns like numbered prism, we'll just say like a prism number to 99 okay or a select or whatever right. and compare it to like his prices to like a hamzat for the same you would just be like what <laughs> Gilbert even, burns has fought for a title even champions you could take like a volkanovsky yeah. like autograph and it might sell for 200 and the hamzat's going for like eight nine thousand that's nuts. insane yeah so i'm staying on the hamzat train until 
I see otherwise. Um, it's not going to be... I don't know, though, dude. What if? What if he just goes out and finishes him in, like, 45 seconds? That's my pick. It's nuts. It's nuts. I think it takes him two rounds. I think he fought Reese McKee in his first fight, and that went two rounds, I believe. Um, so I'll take Hamzat. I'm going to say round two, KOTKO. I'm taking the wolf with round one, KO. I think he's going to get it. I think he's just going to go in there and just... Burns is going to... I think as much as he's been in there with everybody, I think he knows what this is, and I think he understands, like... I don't. I just think he knows this is a bigger moment. I, I just think it's gonna be too much. I think Hamza's gonna go in there. And I just, think it might be too much for Hamza too, though. It, it's it, not. Dude, I it's get, a free it could shot, be. though. It's but, really not. But it's also he has nothing to lose. Yeah, you lose the heist train if you lose, though. I don't think that matters. You're, you lose that mystique that Connor had when he was. Does just, it depend on how you lose? What if it's like a close fight? I mean, sure. that. But I don't think he fights fights to lose close fights. I think he goes out. I think he's one of those people who are gonna put it all out so there. Hit twice. And twice out of two right and, and we've seen what happens when burns hits people though so if he gets one who knows seen burns get knocked out we have a few times but we just don't have a big sample size of Hamza. so i'm ex- i'm excited just for it to go a couple rounds to be oh, honest nuts, this is the fight the world's watching oh, yeah, this, this is the people's main event this for is 100 sure. uh boys also on this card the other fight on the main card another good one uh, i want your pick not for points uh mckenzie dern versus tisha torres um I'm going Dern on that one. Yeah, I really Torres like, looked really good in her last fight, real fast. But Dern just has small adjustments she needs to make to be ready. I feel like, and just I think stand up, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ian Gary returns. He's the main event on the prelims, guys. Watch Ian Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from Ireland. Trains in the U.S. I can't remember where. I want to say top team, but I might be wrong about that. So watch the main event of the prelims. Um, that's a huge His fight. debut. Was crazy, <laughs> insane, um, very Conor McGregor esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Jarzinho Rosenstreich versus Marcin Tabira is a good t- a fight. Uh, mm-hmm. Aspen Ladd versus Raquel Pennington. I like they got Pennington and Tisha. Get the two girlfriends mm-hmm. on the same yeah, card. Good go. for them. Mickey Gall. Uh, boy, I'm running down. Uh, Madsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, who, you, you just had Madsen on your yeah. top. He's the wrestler. Right? He's 11 and 0, man. He's uh, an Olympic wrestler. Vandera versus Olenek. Our boy Fluffy Hernandez is on the early prelims. Just a really, really. Uh, Stacked, stacked mm-hmm. card. Madsen, though, uh, what's his first name? Is it Mark? Mark, Ma- Mark yeah. Madsen. Another guy that trains with Korean Zombie and Cejudo. So mm. look out for him. I'm telling you, Zombie's with some dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Boys, that is it. UFC 273 this Saturday. <sighs> Cannot wait. I'm so hyped for a pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. I feel, I feel like it's been so long since we've had a pay-per-view. Um, let's get into our all-time USA team real quick. Um, so if you don't know, we have been doing this series for a while. Um, the U.S., we've saved it for almost last. Uh, we might be doing one more, um, but this was a big one. Oh, yeah. So we're going to kick this off. Uh, let's have John. Let's okay. have you kick us off with the heavyweight. So what this is, guys, we just pick a team. If you haven't heard, you can go back and listen to old episodes. It'll be in the headlines, uh, the title of the episode you'll see. Um, we just pick our all-time mm-hmm. greats for each country each division, heavyweight through lightweight. John, mm. kick us off with our all your pick for all USA team heavyweight. My pick is the all-time great heavyweight, Stipe. Yeah. I feel like there's, I mean. Pretty easy one there. And here's the thing. Uh, it's crazy because, you know, the U.S. Is, has such a long lineage, mm-hmm. and especially in the UFC when you talk about, like, all-time greats. And the heavyweight is one of the least, like, sustainable as far as running, like having a belt. Yeah, or going it's crazy. On a, I mean, you might go on a run, but once you start facing the championship guys, most guys don't hold it for very more than a couple fights. Agreed. Um, I have DC as my second, mm-hmm. and then I have Kane as my third. See, I actually, okay, 
Kane was a tough one. He does fight under the American. I mean, he is American. He could fit into like a Mexico team. I left him out. Okay. Um, I had Randy Couture as my number two. Mm. Um, five-time champion. Um, I think today his style would still be competitive. Did it also at light heavyweight, which I think is a really cool aspect to him. That's why I put him as number two. My number three, I almost put Frank Mir. Because I think he's another guy, like yeah. really revolutionized, you know, especially jujitsu for the bigger guys, was really dominant, beat a lot of people with that. But a guy that I'd probably put over him is Brock Lesnar. As crazy as that sounds, for what that guy was able to do with such minimal time and minimal knowledge, beat Frank Mir. Right. You know, I, I think he beat Randy Couture as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won the belt. Yeah. So, you know, maybe Brock deserves a little bit more respect than three, but I just think for sustain, yeah. I had to well, put we Couture over. Picked Brock for Canada, didn't we? Oh, you guys did. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot you guys. Oh, God. Well, there's just some guys who just you go guys. over both. I forgot so. you guys did that. All right, well, I guess Frank Muir is my number three. Brandon, <laughs> what was your one, two, and three? Yeah, so I had Stipe, DC, one, two. And then for three, I had um, Barnett and Courtois. Barnett was more of a personal one. I'm just a big Barnett fan. But uh, Courtois, Courtois was definitely in there, too. Brandon, let's hear your light heavyweight. <laughs> pretty easy one here let's uh, hear it i want to hear john jones greatest light heavyweight john of all time. Bones jones. <laughs> you just wanted me to say that one 14 time light heavyweight champion nobody's uh, even close kind to of debatable, it but okay. um i think the more interesting thing is probably our other ones like this is probably the u.s's deepest division oh if yeah. we're being honest um i did john jones obviously dc was my number two yeah me too deserves it um undoubtedly once again did it at heavyweight as well i think that deserves a lot uh chuck liddell i did go with number three tito mm. i thought was up there he was kind of a close one for me but i put tito actually instead of chuck yeah just because you beat him recently oh, my yeah, number th- but my number three is a tie that was I, a ba- that's a battle of trt like who took yeah. the most <laughs> trt I mean, that much uh, <laughs> i actually put randy couture at light heavyweight as my number three um, really, John Jones, and then but What's wrong with that? I kind of had him tied with Ryan Bader because he's gone on to go to Bellator, win both belts. Didn't, that's that's a good you know, shot. He didn't lose that's a lot a of shot. he didn't lose to a lot of people in the UFC. Like he was still on runs. Um, he just never got up to John Jones, and that's mm. the one that he was always fighting yeah, for. But to win the Bellator light heavyweight and heavyweight, and he's still currently their heavyweight. I just feel like he's done a really good showing for himself. But nobody gets close to. And then like, with John Jones, but then with DC, it's crazy for him to be the second best at two different weight classes. It just so happens to I be know. all-time greats ahead of him. Yeah, and he just got in so late in age. Like, he was already, like, 35, 36 when he started MMA. So, it just, once again, bigger sample size. I mean, who knows mm-hmm. what could have happened with him. Move, we're, we're, we're moving. Heavyweight, oh, yeah. light heavyweight, we're, those were the easy ones. This uh, is where, from this was my hardest one. Yeah. And I'm still, even as I'm reading this, not sure who I want to go with for middleweight. Um, I'll just tell you, my two are between Chris Weidman and Rich Franklin. Mm -hmm. Um, I ultimately think I'm going to go Weidman, though, um, just because he beat Anderson Silva. Mm -hmm. And to me, obviously, Anderson Silva is my favorite of all time. Beat him twice. Beat him twice. Um, And Rich Franklin lost to Silva. Um, So, I mean, Rich Franklin, once again, had success at light heavyweight. It's tough, the two-division thing. Weidman looked terrible at light heavyweight, but he's just a middleweight. Mm Mm-hmm. But he just hasn't looked good as of recently. So mm-hmm. I also think this division is wide open for a guy like Sean Strickland, right, to come in and really stamp that. Luke Rockhold maybe deserves a shout just for being champion. Oh, Hindo. Oh. I have him as my number two, to be Whoa. honest. Oh, that changes the game. Why did I not even think about Dan Henderson? Mm. Who's your? What's your list? Never was a champion, though. UFC champion. So in, in, in no Man, particular order. Fedor. I know. Now you got me. <laughs> so no, no particular order. Okay. Hendo, Weidman, Rockhold. Those are my three. You know mm-hmm. what? I'd rock with Hindo. If yeah. I, I had, well, I didn't even think about Hindo, and I almost feel bad about it. 
But if you want to go Hindo, I'll rock with yeah. her. I have Rich Franklin, Henderson, Weidman, and Chael. Just because, like, Weidman just hasn't, other than that little run he went right. on. Right, he, he got, got bad for him. Yeah, but that's he beat why Silva I twice. I mean, I know, and that's, that was, that's the tough thing. Well, then after that, it's like a, oh, loss, loss, win. But loss, I guess, loss, so win. then at that loss point. Luke Rockwell. Yeah, so it's like, are we, are those two wins over Weidman, I'm sorry, the two wins over Silva equitable to Hendo and what he's done. Yeah, it's tough. Over so long. Yeah, because, yeah. like, you got to think, even with Henderson, like, after he lost to Silva, he kind of went on a weird run, got back could, to the belt. But, I mean, like I said, dude beat Fedor. He beat everybody in pride. And but, you could also make an argument for Hendo that his prime was in pride and strike force. Like, had he had right. been in the UFC, maybe he could have been a longstanding champion. Yeah. I don't know. I put Rich Franklin first, but only because his whole career has literally been all co-main and main events. Yeah. He won the Ultimate Fighter. Was a co-main, won the belt, lost the belt. That was a main event. Co-main, main, co-main, main. Like he's never had a my first fight in the UFC type of fight, and he has a really good showing for it. If Anderson Silva doesn't exist, he probably runs that division for a decent amount of time. I think I'm rocking Hindo. I'd be like down it. with that. I have him number two. So yeah, I'd be I'm down okay with it. it. Like I said, no particular order for me. So. I can't even. I almost feel disrespectful. I didn't even put him on my list. <laughs> You've been slipping a little bit lately. Yeah, no, I don't know what you're. That's, up a, that's to, a bad man. one. That's a bad, bad one. Well, I think I just thought Weidman right off top because the Silva thing, right? And then instantly went to Rich Franklin because once again it was like, I mean, before Anderson knocked, he was like the guy. Yeah. So, all right, Hindo it is. I like Hindo. That's way better than my picks. John, give us your welterweight. Welterweight, I have Matt Hughes. Yeah. Matt Hughes, legendary. I, I feel like when you beat an uh, all-time great, it kind of puts yeah. you, and he's beat a lot of other people who, I mean, we've brought up Hoist. He's, you know, he has a lot of big wins. GSP. GS, I mean, that's his big one. And <laughs> then I have Colby Covington, number two. Really? I just feel like when we're talking about overall skill and, and best presentation for this type of tournament, I think he brings a lot. And then I have Tyron Woodley. I went Woodley, too. Mm, I don't think Woodley. I mean, Willie's in, in the conversation, but I don't think he's. I wouldn't strongly consider him. Yeah. I think he. How do you not go with Hughes? No, oh, I yeah, have Hughes no, number yeah. one. Oh, okay. when, I, when I say these lists, I'm saying in order I have them: Matt oh, Hughes, Colby, okay. and then oh, yeah, Tyron. Okay. It's Matt Hughes. Okay, 100%. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I was just more interested in the number twos and threes. I did Robbie Lawler as my number three. Mm. Yeah, I don't even think I didn't even put a two and three for this. I just put Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> would you put Colby over Woodley? Yes. And then would you beat Woodley? And then between Woodley and Lawler, like where would you be? Mm, that's well, Woodley point. beat Lawler, so yeah. And he defeated. But, I mean, him. he did beat. You know, Woodley did beat Cole. I don't know, man. It's just like I feel like whatever happened, we'll never know. That's for Tyron Woodley to tell us what happened in his life that changed everything. But when Tyron Woodley was the champion, dude, no untouchable. Nobody was gonna beat that guy. And I guess that's where I more go to when I pick Woodley as my second, because I even think Colby, like all these guys, you want to talk about Henry Cejudo would have bent the knee. So what was his run? So Lawler, <sighs> and he beat two. I'd have to go back and look. He and then beat. he beat Wonder Boy twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. Wonder. I forgot about the Wonder Boy. I think fights. sometimes when you get to these like rematches and stuff, it draws out and it maybe takes a lot out of people. Sure. I don't know. I mean, there's. I think he's pretty much admitted yeah. that he just got way too distracted. But well, and what I look with this is at their very best very yeah. peak tyron woodley deserves to be yeah he's just mentioned so I mean, good dude um, so good you could also throw in like obviously people that didn't win a belt but like a john fitch had a really big run yeah pretty um, legend right so boiler up john fitch brandon finish us off with our lightweight i have bj penn yep and um, there's only one baby yeah there was only one i also have uh gaichi gaichi on here um just because He's very relevant, and I think he beats almost anybody on his day, too, mm-hmm. kind of like the Barbosa conversation. But, yeah, it's BJ Penn. BJ Penn for me, too. I did Frankie Edgar as my number two. 
I have him as my number one, actually, because he beat BJ. It just, well, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. But it's just crazy what he was able to do um, when he was 135 pounder the whole time. It's like mm-hmm. nuts. I mean, he was a champion. Granted, he basically only beat Frank uh, Gray Maynard, uh, BJ Penn, BJ Penn for the title and during Benz, his run. No, he lost to Benson. Yeah, once in Benson's a Benson's guy, my kind number of, three. He I'll a be honest. Recognition. My number three. I did BJ Penn, Frankie number two, and then my number three. You could go Gaethje, Poirier, but really you could go legends like Jens Pulver, Sean Shirk. You know, there's some really dogs at lightweight when mm-hmm. you go back a little bit more. Yeah, so. I put Poirier in there. Yeah, I put Henson. I put Benson in only because between like him, BJ, and Edgar, they've all kind of beat. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about Edgar, and the reason I put him ahead is because BJ and Benson Henderson are also one at 170. Like they didn't, they weren't even natural 55. See, I think that, that to me that carries more weight. Like when you've had so much success at another weight yeah. class too. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not against BJ Penn. I just put Frankie because he beat him. Yeah, yeah, but B, what BJ did though, like, to me, that overrules the yeah. one. The no, I'm not. Your ass. I, th- I think it's kind of like a uh, um, the Dan Henderson thing, where it's like, I mean, th- your legendary status is. Well, yeah, when you go best versus best, I think when BJ was at his best, he would have beat Frankie. You know, just <clears throat> unfortunately at that point he was kind of been through some wars. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was easy. That was a yeah. lot easier than I thought. Well, but it's, it's also kind of obvious. Well, there's like, some all time. So, I mean, you have way more like. But there could be some people that disagree. Yeah. I'm sure, Jake, I'm sure Jacob probably disagrees with a couple, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, he's been very vocal about his list, so I'll be interesting to hear <laughs> Look, the text you get. He was working on it at the tournament. Was he? Like he was, he was telling <laughs> Still me. Still thinking about yeah. it. Tell me what you think about this. Lightweight, BJ Penn, welterweight, Matt Hughes, middleweight, Dan Henderson, light heavyweight, John Jones, and heavyweight, Stipe Miocic. Boy, that's a team. How do you beat that? That is a squad. I don't know. If we do a rest of the world... To finish this out, that could probably get oh, pretty, yeah. pretty dangerous. That's where it gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that could get pretty dangerous for a team. That's it, boys. Our all-time Team USA. If you disagree with Brandon's picks, comment. <laughs> let us know at any point. Feel free. <laughs> at Neon Belly Podcast. Let, let Brandy know. At Neon Belly Podcast. Instagram. Uh, John, let's get into the news. We're going on the news. Mm, we're going on the news. Mm-mm. If you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. The news. <laughs> We got some. We got a little bit more than I thought we had. Actually, um, there's some kind of sneaky stuff that went down. I'm gonna start it with Davis and Figueredo making a statement, telling Dana White and the UFC that he wants to fight new title contender Kai Kara France for his next title defense, opposed to the suggested booking of the fourth fight against Brandon Moreno. Figgy said that a member of Moreno's team had mocked him and referred to him as a monkey, which he took as being racist. Um, yeah, but I think he said Moreno like interacted, like kind of like went along with it. Well, here's the here's the well, quote. I haven't seen the post. He said, "Dear Dana White, I just wanted to say thank you for the opportunities that you've given me, my family, and my country. You know, I would fight anybody, anytime, anywhere. That being said, I wanted to fight Brandon Moreno for the fourth time." Because I know this is what the fans want until his team crossed the line with racist comments calling me a monkey and even going to the extent of photoshopping a monkey's face on top of mine. You know who I'm talking about, Raul Arzavu, somebody. The guy's name. Yeah. Uh, When all this happened, I went on a campaign to stop racism and prejudice in my city, which is predominantly Indian and black. As the UFC champion of the world, I ask you to consider my wish. I wish for my next fight to be Kai Kara France, who earned his spot. Since then, Moreno has gone on to a reply. He's saying it was stupid. He said that the Rojo, which is the name of the guy, was playing with his phone on a live stream on Instagram and was using mini filters. It's a shame we don't have the full video because it was a live stream. He didn't save it. said he was using filters on everybody from the UFC, including Dana White and teammates. He even had one on Brandon Moreno. He said he switched filters and it appeared as a monkey monkey filter on Figueredo. 
somebody took a screenshot of it. They don't know who, and they started calling him a racist. But then he said, obviously, my guy, my teammate's not a racist, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So that's, it's interesting, um, obviously, because until Brandon, <clears throat> excuse me, until Brandon Moreno came out and kind of clarified it, it was definitely looking a lot more sketchy. Yeah. Um, I know, I mean, I know we've done, like, live videos and stuff where you're just, like, putting sure. like, filters on and stuff. Um, especially, that happened in 2001, too. So to bring that up now. Yeah. I don't he just th- wants to fight Kyle. Right. I just don't think he wants to fight Moreno. Right. Which is fine with me. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I, I mean, we talked about it last week. Yeah. I, I think that's the fight I would rather see at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm more interested in seeing him fight Kai anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. It really, it's fresh. This yeah. to me is just like, eh. So, next we have Fabricio Verdum announcing that he will not be participating in the next PFL 2022 season and might potentially retire. Um, I got a quote here. He said, it's a little hard saying that saying that a fighter after 25 years of fighting, Verdum told him, uh, even my wife was telling me to announce that I'm retired and I'm done, and I tell her I won't say it. But speaking of MMA, I, I think it's hard it. for me to come back because it requires dedication, staying two to three months in the United States, and now I'm living in Brazil for the last year and three months now. I would say yes if there's a boxing match. To sum it up, boxing, yes. MMA, no. It would have to be a very unique offer for me to stop doing what I'm doing right now. Get out. Yeah, I mean he has a respectfully a crazy crazy career. Yeah, I mean there's just no, but there's no, yeah, I mean he didn't have a great showing in the, the PFL. Yeah, yeah, you're just it's it's a go go do WNO do yeah. jujitsu. Uh, I don't I don't really want to see him box either. Nah. I don't particularly think he's great at that. Uh, moving on, Ben Rothwell's been re- announced to be released by the UFC. Yeah, that was weird. A little it, over a month before his scheduled bout against Alexand- Alexander Gustafsson. Yeah. I haven't heard any details on it. No, they just canceled it and then cut him. Yeah, I, I don't. It, the only thing I was thinking as I was typing this up is maybe with Fabricio dropping off PFL, maybe they hit him up like, hey, man, I don't know. we could give you more money. And he probably asked the UFC maybe, hey, cut me so I can go do that. I feel like if that was the case, we would have heard that, though. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's very weird. This is weird. Um, moving on. Interesting. Uh, one of my guys I'm high on, Shavkat Rachmanov, takes to Twitter calling out, saying multiple fighters duck him, even calling out recent winner Neil Magny, saying fight me because nobody else will fight me. It's a good fight. Magny since replies saying, somebody said fight? You know my MO. Sign me up. I Great love fight. that fight. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if we're not going to get to see Neil and Hamza. Yeah, it's the next best thing. And right? then, you know, Shavkat has had a lot of, lot to say about Hamza as far as like he feels like he's on the same level he I just doesn't get the recognition so beating Neil Magny obviously isn't as big as beating Burns but it could set up a very cool potential fight between him and yeah, Hamza yeah. if he gets through that I agree um re- kind of more recent Kelvin Gastelum is off of UFC 273 after losing two different opponents originally scheduled to fight Nazardine Imanov then slated to fight is it Duplacis. 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 Uh, he also had to pull off of the fight that Duplacis was supposed to fight Aaron. Uh, Fluffy. Al- yeah, Fluffy. Then they pulled him from that for that. And yeah. So he's off there. Kelvin doesn't have an opponent right now. I know he was, I mean, he's on a one and five skid, so he kind of yeah. needed this, but hopefully they get him back in there soon. Um, some cool announcements. Caitlin Jakagian fighting Amanda Rebus. Mm-hmm. Fight night May 14th. There's a lot of big fights on that card. That could be a title eliminator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I know you talked about wanting to see... Um, uh, last week. Um, oh, my God. I, just, I can see her face. Grasso. Yeah, Alexa Grasso. Um, Jakagian. Yeah, so that's still a big one. Another... Pretty interesting. Uh, after Mighty Mouse's victory over Rod Tang, one one FC bantamweight champ John Lineker accepts a match against their Muay Thai champ at bantamweight <laughs> Nongo or yeah Nongo mm-hmm. under the same type of special rules. So 
It'd be yeah. fun. Did you guys watch that fight? I didn't. Oh, did you? No, I didn't get a chance oh, to see it. I haven't seen it. It was I, fun. I haven't seen it anywhere. Like you I don't know. On, well, you can find it on YouTube, and it was on their website. I've okay. seen the finish. I didn't just. I didn't oh, get to see the, the first round. Dude, that first round was interesting. I'll have to watch. Yeah, to you guys it. have to go watch it. And that's interesting for John Lineker because he's not like a very like swifty guy. He stands in the pocket and just, just throws bombs, but he's got heaters. Uh, last thing I have is UFC 275 has officially been announced to take place in Singapore in an indoor oh, stadium that. June 11th. Yeah. Uh, headlined by Jerry Prohashka and Glover Teixeira, co-main event Valentina Shevchenko. Talia Santos, and it's also going to have Vittori versus Whitaker. Yeah, it's a big card, crazy card, big one in Singapore. In they Singapore. haven't been to Singapore what, what since. What number? What did you say? Two two seventy five. So okay, that's so June eleventh. Yeah, two more. Yeah. So that's the news, ladies. I like it. Uh, Brandon, song of the week. We're gonna go with Aldermaine's Journeys. Don't need me, baby. All right, I like it. <laughs> I'm trying to. Pay, I know a song. I'm trying to hear it though in my head. Uh, Will you sing a little bit of it. No. I'll have Nate do it. I know you know it. No, because I can't hear it. Oh, I know it, but I can't hear it. It's the Adele. It's the only one, huh? It's it's the riff off the Adele song. Yeah. Dang it. Now I'm going to have to listen to it after. I know what you're talking about, though. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah. uh, John, what is your one for the people? Uh, my one for the people is, um, hey, eye exams aren't as scary anymore, man. <laughs> You know that puff in the eye, the air? Oh, I hate that. They changed it now. I went. Oh, I just good. had an eye exam uh, Thursday. Good. So I, I think I need one like next year. She came. She comes up to me with this thing on a stick, and it has two like prongs out of it. She's like, "It's gonna get kind of close to your eye. Just look forward." And it puffs out a little air, but it ain't like how the. I was like, "So is that the replacement for the super scary? Yeah. Keep your eye open while we throw a whole bunch of." And she's like, "Yeah, I guess oh, it. I it started that. in." Uh, the veterinary field for to test the eye pressure of animals because obviously you're not going to get an animal to hold their head into a right. thing. So it's just two prongs and they get as close as they can to your eyeball and then just a little... And the guy, I was like, man, this is this is great. I thought I was going to have to like try still not to cry. With, still do without it. Just keep everything out of my eyes. Yeah, I don't like that. Brandon, yeah. which one for the people? One for the people is... Um, if you're looking to do some jujitsu in the morning, I think we're going to start doing some morning <laughs> classes. Chase, Chase wants bodies. At Gaha. So, so officially, uh, I think what we're going to do is Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from like 6 to 8. Who's teaching? Be. It's not necessarily going to be teaching. Just open mat. I have the key. I'm probably the only one with the okay. key that's going to be there. And so my goal with this is to maybe give it like, let's say 20, 25 minutes max of like an emphasis on drilling, actually drilling something, and probably a lot of rolls in there too, but we'll see how it goes over the next month in terms of people coming in. And the goal is to have something actually consistent and stable in terms of the days and times. Cause usually with, with that, it's like, you know, maybe we'll show up Tuesday and then Thursday or, yeah. you know, once this week, four times next week. So this is going to be consistent Monday, Wednesday, Friday or the next four or five weeks to see how it goes. Um, but from six to 8 AM, yep. all D one wrestlers that are looking for something <laughs> to do show up. Where are singlets? How did chase look like, did he, was he like, like if you told him like, uh, these Oompa. adjustments like did he know how to do it here's the thing about white belts and white belt tournaments when, spazzy yeah well that and they all wrestled okay and chase is not a wrestler so he i don't think he was ready mm -hmm. for that and he's not in a position to pull guard and invert right sure. like, so it was a little rough there but the other thing is when white belts get positions in tournaments it's like they're just literally trying to squeeze the life out of you yeah. and just sit there so that's a lot of what it was you, you know guard gets passed now they're inside control and then they get mount and then 
a really, really, you got armbar a couple of times. It was like <laughs> really aggressive armbars getting thrown, really, really rough. 100% head and arm is different, man. Did you try to coach him though? Like, were you yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Like, and did he respond to it at all? It's hard, man. If you've ever, like, when you compete, it's hard to hear because you've got like sure. a lot of noises and it's like when you're getting choked, it's hard to hear what your coach is saying, sure. right? Uh, but yeah, I did coach as much as I could on all those matches. And if, the ones he did well or better in, yeah, he, he did what he was supposed to do, but there it, it is, is what it is. Morning classes, new Gaha building. Excited for that. Um, What's your one for, my the one for the people? Uh, please go and listen to our Matt talk that we let out, our release mm-hmm. this past week with Sir Daniel Head, the dad bod, who is fighting tonight. We are recording this on Saturday, so typically, you know, we would have results, let you guys know who mm-hmm. won. Shout out to the fighters. Shout out to the fighters. We got Dan Head, Jaden Gowdy, and Kyle Thomason. I seen Jaden Gorn, or he had joined the tracksuit mob. Yeah, I saw that. So, so hopefully those guys can get a big dub tonight. Um, we'll let you guys know next week's episode, although you can just go look it up. Because right. by the time this comes out, the fights will be over. Right. <laughs> so... Hopefully big 3-0 sweep for Gaha this weekend. Yeah. Let's get it. And then uh, Artist Scrap in Fort Wayne. We got uh, Nick Fox, Isaiah Watkins, the guy that we mm-hmm. know is fighting on that as well. And uh, Gabe, you're Brit. You're Brit. You're Brit. So that's coming up April 15th, and we will see you guys next Monday. This is weird doing a Saturday. Yeah. Let me just say that. Later's Monogente. Later's Monogente. (laughs) Enjoy UFC 273. Peace. Peace.